Well, welcome to the journey. Uh, and as uh, many of the listeners have, have know, that the journey is about uh, stories of individuals who have um, had uh, maybe either a setback in their life or some type of obstacle in their life. And then what they did with that obstacle, what did they learn about it? What did they learn about themselves and how they transformed um, through those obstacles and, and how they're um, come out on the other side? Uh, we've had guests that have talked about uh, their pain becoming purpose or how they got moved into a different career or how they address some type of something from, from their past that was still affecting them. And, um, and so sometimes we have guests that talk about that. And other times we will have guests that are making differences in the community. And that's what we have today. Uh, we have, uh, Caitlin, uh, Usatori, uh, and, and on to the show today. She's from the Rockford Chamber of Commerce, and um, so, so Caitlin, welcome to welcome to the journey. And thank uh, you so much. If you could tell us, maybe just give us uh, give us a little bit of background about yourself and who you are, and and most important, what does Caitlin do for fun when she has an opportunity to have fun? Uh, yeah. So thank you so much. I so appreciate the work that you do, Kevin, in the community and with this podcast. I know that people can find a lot of healing, healing, uh, hearing the stories of others. So thank you for doing this. But uh, like you said, my name is Caitlin Pusateri. I professionally am the executive vice president of the Rockford Chamber of Commerce. Uh, as a human, I uh, am 35, almost 36. I am a Byron native. Uh, okay. So right outside the Rockford region and growing up, it was interesting because we went to Rockford for everything. You couldn't get socks in, in Byron. We couldn't get McDonald's in Byron when I was a kid. So uh, Rockford has always been a place that I frequented, but it didn't really feel like home until I moved here after college. So uh, I moved to Rockford proper after, after completing my bachelor's in um, music, vocal performance, and business administration from Illinois Wesleyan University and uh, have lived here ever since. My husband and I actually now, uh, we moved up north a little bit. We live in Rockton and have two kids. We have a, a toddler who's almost three and a uh, almost five month old. So oh, wow. we are tired. Yeah, you have your hands full. <laughs> so. Yeah, we're tired. We're tired. So, so uh, well, I have to. So I have to go down a little bit of a bunny trail here. So my daughter yeah. uh, started performing um, in musicals when she was eight years old, and she's awesome. twenty. And she's twenty three now. So it sounds like that was some of your your back uh, your history is is musicals yes. and performing. So tell yep, us a little. Some... T- yeah, tell us a little bit. Of, where did you get started with that? And how old were you? I think I was. You know. I, it's interesting. I don't know when I started to sing. Um, and that was my instrument in college. I, my mom says that, you know, when I was a, a tiny little kid, two, three, I don't know, um, that she knew I had musical abilities when we were listening to a soundtrack in the car. And I said, listen, right there, right there. And she's like, what are you talking about? So that's where they throw the snowball. So I, I could, I could put instruments and, and, and what I had seen together, I guess. And, and she felt that that was genius, but you know, parents often do. So, um, but I think it's interesting because I was just told from an early age that I had a talent. And so I just believe people. And I, I think it's some natural and some just that confidence to go out and keep trying it. Um, so I started singing, my mom says I started talking the moment I came out of the womb. And then I started singing, uh, soon thereafter, I started doing musicals through Byron community, our Byron Civic Theater, which is their community theater. Uh, 
in like third grade, maybe really young music camps and things like that. And then continued all through high school and then studied classical music in college, knowing that it was not going to be a career for me. Um, I so appreciate the arts and those that can make a career out of it. But uh, it is it is hard work. It is hard work to be uh, a classically trained singer. And it was not an area that I felt I was going to excel in just from the, the instability of it all. So uh, I was so happy to do it in college. I got a scholarship and I got to keep having fun. And then I got I get to just do it as a, a side hobby now. Yeah. So when you get to perform now, is it is it in a musical or is it in some other capacity? What what capacity would you be performing like in your last couple of years in your 30s? Right now, it's a lot of lullabies. Yep. Uh, <laughs> sure. So, right now, I'm not performing much. So I actually found a lot of um, I've always sung in my church. So I uh, like to canter. Um, I've cantered in a couple different churches throughout the community. And right now I'm not even doing because of COVID and such. I, I stopped doing that. Um, I'm hoping to get back into some musical theater. My husband is musical. I think eventually my, my kids will like it. So I'm hoping once I can have a little bit later bedtime routine for them that I'll get sure. back to community theater. Um, so for now, a lot of bedtimes, a lot of bedtime nursery rhymes. Sure, sure. Well, and we, and we talk about that on our life's you know journey that we have different seasons where we do we're able mm -hmm. to put in different aspects of our energy and our time commitments um yep. at, at different times and and that's okay we don't have mm -hmm. to uh we don't i think so many times we get caught up in thinking that if we don't do it now um all will be lost and we won't ever be able to um to regroup it and, and maybe in some things where it depends on uh, a certain aspect of physical ability regarding you know s speed or th you know yeah. that, that may be true um but i don't know if that's true across the board with all with all gifts and talents so so yeah uh, and music is one that you know my roles may change. I'm probably not going to play Dorothy on The Wizard of Oz much anymore as I sure. get older, sure. <laughs> but I could probably play a mean Cruella de Vil eventually. Fair. So, I mean, yeah. there's just things change and, and I'm happy with the season I'm in right now. So sure. Okay. One last question for, uh, yeah. for the musical part. What, yeah. what was one of your either favorite roles or favorite shows that you did? Uh, so believe it or not, I was Aida in Aida and, um, okay that was phenomenal and because it was it's it's such a rich score and it's it's a diverse story which is wonderful and uh, I grew up in an area that wasn't quite as diverse as I think it's improving but you know um, it was pretty lily white when I was there and it, it may still be a bit but that gave me the opportunity to uh, study some scores that weren't something that I would naturally come across necessarily and granted Aida is a um, the true the true opera is more diverse than the the musical itself, but it was a good open door into like wow culturally this music is amazing and what else can I find that's a truer example of this culture and such so it was just fun and it it challenged me musically and it was uh, it was pretty awesome nice. Very, yeah, very cool. cool. Yeah, and I think that I always like asking that question of of artists and performers, um, because they just like you just said, there's a story behind the story of mm -hmm. why why they you know embrace that particular character or that particular show that they were in. So, well, let's yeah, that's awesome. 
let's jump into so how did you end up at the at the Rockford Chamber of Commerce and 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 working there? So tell us a little bit about that story, and then I know you have yeah. a huge event coming up, and uh, so we yeah. do. You do. So I actually been with the chamber in a variety of roles for 11 years now, 11 or 12 years. So when I originally came back to Rockford, um, I graduated right in the start of the Great Recession. Um, So 2008, I graduated in December of 2007 and wanted to be an event planner, which in the recession, there wasn't a great calling for event planning. So um, my my maternal grandmother lived in Rockford and was actually an immigrant from Germany. And she spent my college career sending me postcards about why Rockford was amazing. And so she would write me letters and she would clip out little articles for job fairs and all these things. And she just was like, I think Rockford can be a great home for you. I think Rockford could, you know, you'd be good for Rockford. Rockford would be good for you. And I was like, yeah, okay, grandma, I wanted to go somewhere bigger. Um, but the recession kind of grounded me here for a little bit. And I'm so glad that it did because I see what she was talking about now. Um, and a lot of that is thanks to the Rockford Chamber. So I say that my grandma was the original uh, Rockford recruiter, but then um, my work at the chamber actually solidified relationships here. So I started my work with the chamber as a volunteer for the young professional group. And I had you know, being from Byron, I was only 20 minutes away, but I graduated from college a semester early and I, I didn't have any friends, to be honest. I mean, everybody was still in school or, or moved elsewhere. And I would, you can only sit at home and watch Netflix for so long before it's, it's a bit much. So I needed, I needed a tribe and, uh, the Rockford Chamber happened to be starting a young professional group called Ignite. And I got in on the ground floor and was one of the original volunteers um, and became the executive director of the group probably a year and a half later and, and started my professional career with the chamber. So I left and did a few other things and stayed doing some part-time work for the chamber behind the scenes. Came back in 2015 as uh, vice president of leadership development. And then this past February was promoted to executive vice president. So it's been phenomenal work. Um, I get to see all parts of the community and it's an amazing thing to be able to help your community through business, which people don't always think, don't always think of that when they think of, you know, doing good work, but if employees have good stable jobs that fulfill them and, um, you know, help them provide for their families and whatnot, that's an important aspect of healthy community and, and healthy life. So it's, it's a privilege to be a part of that. And the work is always changing, which is um, phenomenal and, and good for me. So uh, that's how I came to the Rockford Chamber and uh, how I got to where I am now. Gotcha. You know, it's interesting that when you, t- you talked about, you know, one of your, one of your roles as you've, as you moved around in the chamber was uh, getting, getting brought into a position of uh, leadership development. And mm-hmm. you and we talk about this idea of helping the community. And one, one of the things when I think of how do we help the community is that is providing um, healthy, uh, vibrant places for people to work. And if that, work that we do is also helping people 
right? Because yeah. yeah. at the end of the day, you know, either you're providing services or you're providing product. Um, and in, in most cases, both of those things at some level are assisting or helping people. Right. Yeah. You know, even if we're in, you know, agriculture or working with livestock, what are the livestock at some point going to be doing? So it's, there is that big circle. And um, I know for me, um, I've been a therapist or counselor capacity for 31 years now. And about, about 10, 11 years ago, I made a decision was, okay, Kevin, if you want to help people, you can do that by having a caseload of, you know, 35, 40 people a week and do some groups or, and that's, and that's okay. So that's, that's good. That's honorable to do. But what if you help people who help people and, and if I can help therapists help them be even better therapists, then exponentially we'll be able to help more people. And so, um, so is that concept kind of like what you were talking about of, of, and I, and now that's kind of expanded for me, even, even beyond that regarding a, a new role that I have regarding leadership development. And, um, but it's again, that, that model of helping people who help those who help people. And, um, yeah. so, yeah. so, so go, go ahead. You, look to, you sound like you're going to say something. <laughs> you, you spend a lot of time at work, right? I mean, yeah. I don't know the exact stats off the top of my head, but if you assume 40 hours a week, which I think, especially a mid pandemic, people spend a lot more time, maybe not physically in an office, but working. That's a, that's a large part of your life. And, and the whole community is better. If you, if you're miserable every day where you go, that's going to seep into other parts of your life. You're not going to actively participate in the community. Your family um, may suffer just because you're not happy. And, and I can't say that I guarantee happiness in every employer, but I can help employers figure out the best way to be the best employers they can be and help their employees, which in turn helps the community. Our membership represents 60,000 employees um, through across the region. And that's, that's a huge part of, uh, of who you run into every single day. So, you know, if we can help make the business community better, that can help make the education community better, which can help make the healthcare community better. I mean, it just is such a ripple effect. And in the end, we just, we're all helping each other, which is, which is a phenomenal, a phenomenal part. It's, it's phenomenal to play a small role in that, in that part of the community. So, well, I definitely, part. I definitely appreciate uh, your vision for that. <laughs> I appreciate what the chamber's commitment to that has been. And, um, and I, and I know that you, you, the, the chamber as well as yourself is, is a resource for, uh, for, for young leaders and for established leaders yeah. to continue growing right. and developing. So I know yeah. you have a, you have an event coming up and we do. Uh, that's October 28th, right? Correct. Yes. So why don't you tell, tell us a little bit about this event and um, tell us a little bit about the event. Tell us what your vision of the event is and, um, and then feel free to tell us that, you know, any special things that are happening during that day. Yeah, so interest. So the event is called Power, and there is an H in front of the E. So Power. So we pronounce it just Power, but uh, it is a conference for all those who champion, believe in, and support the advancement of women. So it is not a women's conference. It is a conference to support women. Um, men are. I make that point because men are welcome and encouraged to attend. So. 
this idea actually came, we have done a women in business luncheon for uh, a, a while, quite a long time. And I decided actually in 2019 that we could probably be doing a bit more to uh, champion women in the workplace and decided to expand that event into an all-day conference. And uh, so we originally scheduled it for 2020, <laughs> uh, June of 2020, I believe was the original date. It may have been March and the world kind of fell apart. So we ended up just taking a step back and putting it on hold a bit and just doing um, kind of a, a hybrid version or excuse me, a, a more virtual version of our traditional women in business luncheon. So uh, we put it on the back burner until 2021. And this year, obviously COVID is still uh, with us alive and well, but we decided that it, that this conference needs to take place. Um, it was important to, it's always been important to advance and champion women, but it's really important now to, uh, women have been the most impacted. They've been disproportionately impacted by COVID, especially working women and especially uh, women with children. Um, in large part because they've been, a lot of women have been forced to leave the workforce uh, due to childcare issues. And while some of that is straightening itself out with the schools reopening and being a bit more uh, traditional in how they serve our youth, there's a lot of women that are still kind of reeling. And there's a lot of studies that show that women are still taking on a lot of the mental load at home, a lot of the invisible work, uh, both at, at home and in the office. So it's important that we figure out how we stand up and say, you know, women, you are valued, you are important, you, you may need uh, additional supports and services that, that perhaps uh, a typical male may not need or may not realize they could offer to women. So um, the concept was to create this all day conference and now it just kind of, I just am even more impassioned and empowered by it. So we created three tracks for women because, um, you know, not all women are, are in the same place in their careers or in their lives. Not all people, I guess I should say. Uh, so there is a track for balance. So focusing more on those uh, personal sides of the house. Uh, we have a session on how to juggle motherhood and professional careers, um, stress management, which you are helping us with, uh, and and a few other topics. And then one that's focused more on advancement. So, you know, maybe you're in your career and you're ready to, to move up that ladder or you're trying to figure out your place as a manager or as a leader and, and kind of nail down some of those skills and then legacy. So perhaps you're a little bit farther along in your career and you're trying to figure out how can I make an impact as I'm, as I'm maybe sunsetting my career a little bit, um, focusing on mentorship and creating a, a community that supports women, um, you know, planting a tree whose shade you may not sit underneath. So we're excited to offer, offer programming for anyone that's interested in the work of uh, supporting women. And that's gonna look really different in 2021 than it has in the past, but I think it's an exciting time to kind of take on this work. Nice. Well, and I and I had a chance to look over, as you said, I'm, I'm going to be talking on uh, managing stress and um, mm -hmm. avoiding burnout and developing resilience. And, and so I got a chance to look at some of the other topics. And I know that now, do you and I, uh, I looked over it last week. Um, do you have a mm -hmm. keynote speaker? I know you have a panel coming on. Do you have a keynote speaker yep. as well? 
We don't, we don't for this one. Um, we just are focusing on uh, the panel for the, the women in business luncheon. So that's a good point. We are still doing the women in business luncheon. It is in the middle of the conference and that panel is focusing on uh, women in traditionally male dominated industries. So local leaders. Uh, so no keynote this year. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and some of those, uh, some of those speakers, I saw that uh, uh, the new, newly appointed uh, chief of police, uh, Carla yes. Red is, is going to be there. And who are some of the other, uh, some of the other speaker or uh, panelists? Yeah. So in our panel, uh, the panel is moderated by Brittany Hardaway, the new uh, evening anchor from WREX. We are excited. She's, she's a phenomenal asset to our community and we're excited to have her moderating. Um, and then Michelle Beeman from Collins Aerospace. So uh, representing the, the aerospace industry, which tends to be male dominated. And then um, Christy Senstrom-Jarrett representing construction um, from Senstrom Companies. And then uh, Rebecca White-Newgren from Second First Congregation. Okay. Uh, the religious community tends to be male dominated. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, as you said, uh, Chief Red representing uh, the police. So we are really excited. We think it offers a, a diverse viewpoint um, and some really accomplished and passionate women. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I definitely, I, I know uh, Chief Red, but I don't know the other, uh, the others as well. Okay. And, uh, but so I think it'll be a great, uh, great opportunity, great panel. So yeah. there are still available tickets for people to yes. still sign up and go. What's the best Correct. way for people to sign up for it or, or register? The best way you can go directly to the Rockford Chamber website, which is rockfordchamber.com, or you can visit powerrockford.com and remember that h is before the e so p-o-w-h-e-r rockford.com either perfect. one perfect and if you uh if if, if someone attended obviously mm -hmm. this is, is is geared about empowerment of women and and mm -hmm. and and strengthening that role and continue mm -hmm. to to reinforce that um and champion that as you said but also men to attend because it, like you said this we need to collaborate. It needs to be right. uh, not just uh, exclusion of, but it's it's true in, inclusion of, mm -hmm. of both. And that who's the who's the best person for that job, regardless uh, of, uh, of of you know gender. But that, mm -hmm. but also, what are some of those challenges in that in that unique unique role? As, as individuals are still dealing with their personal lives as well as, and their home life and family life, as well as some of the other obstacles that we have in the, in the workplace. So what, were you, what would you say, if there was one thing that you, if someone attends, what would you want them to be able to walk away with? And I know that's a big question. Mm, that is a big question. I hope they walk away with the, with the, um, mindset that they perhaps should approach people and obstacles and problems with a little more grace. So my hope is that people understand, wow, you know, people in general are going through a lot right now. And this conference is focusing on women and the, and the individual struggles that, you know, stereotypically a lot of women are, fa are facing more than men, but that doesn't mean they're ex exclusively issues for women. So, you know, there's plenty of single dads out there, I'm sure that have been struggling with balancing work and childcare and remote learning and all of those things as well. And so I'm hoping that people just, just walk away from this with, man, 
there's a lot going on and there's obstacles I didn't think about. Uh, there's barriers, there's, there's opportunities, there's strengths. And if I didn't think about this for another gender, how does this, you know, impact other races, other religions, other, other um, sexualities, other people. So just, I'm hoping that people come to this and get a couple takeaways, but also stop and think, huh, just being different than who I am, regardless of who that is, could offer different challenges that I may not be 100% aware about or aware of. And then what can I do to help people be the best that they could possibly be? Does that mean creating a new policy at work that, that is more inclusive? Does that mean being more understanding and scheduling meetings at, at more core business hours than right first thing in the day or end of the day? Or just, you know, stepping back and saying, man, you know, Phil's been, been running behind the last few days. I wonder why. And rather than say, Phil, you're always running behind, ask. And you find out, you know, Phil's kid is sick or, or Phil's, Phil's parents are ill or, or, or Phil really likes Starbucks. I mean, there's a lot of options. So <laughs> you never know. But just stopping and pausing and, and we could all use a little more grace right now. Yep, I, I agree 100%. And, and uh, that I think that is a great if, if, if everyone coming can take that, that away, that mm-hmm. that aspect of grace and a little bit of a little bit of empathy, and a yeah. dose, a dose of grace, and then in in one tool from each one of the speakers that they that they sit with. Um, I think that would be a, a very successful day. So I think it would be a time well spent. Yeah. So Caitlin, thank you very much for being on the journey. And again, like the things that we, that, you know, we talk about all the time is this, you know, you know, the arts and music was your passion and it was your Mm -hmm. driving force growing, growing up and through your young adult years as well. But it's like, like artists or athletes, you know, it's, it's not what we necessarily accomplish in those activities. It's what we learned while we're going through those activities that we take away and then bring into later in life and in, into business, into our families or whatever it may be. So again, Caitlin, yeah. thank you very much for the work that you're doing with the chamber and for the, the greater Rockford, Rockford area. Um, yeah. And I appreciate you and appreciate getting to know you a little bit more today. Yeah. Thank you for the opportunity. I so appreciate it. And for the work you do. And if there are one last plug, if there's a best way for people to get, uh, to get uh, signed up for the conference on the 28th of the, mm-hmm. um, that'll be next Thursday, the 28th yeah. of October, what's that best way? And what's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, Rockfordchamber.com will direct you where you need to go. My phone number is there. My email is there um, as well. Email is probably the best way to get a hold of me, but you can also give me a call 815 316 Four three three seven, and I should make a quick note. As um, childcare has been an obstacle for for people, we are partnering with the YMCA of Rock River Valley to provide uh, childcare for anyone that should need it. So, if that's an obstacle, we can help. We can help remove that a little bit. So, Perfect. I'm proud of that. Perfect. Well, Caitlin, thank you again for being there, and I, I will also include those in the in the show notes as well. So, wonderful. Um, thank you. 
So uh, um, as, as always, uh, thank you for listening today. And um, as you uh, are continuing your journey, just as Caitlin um, talked about with her first starting off with the arts and then taking that passion that she has and moving that into not only with her family, but then into the community in which she lives. Um, that is, uh, it's those stories in which we want to continue bringing um, on the journey. If you think uh, of someone that may need to hear this, please uh, pass it along, and I look forward to being with you next week.